Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name is Andrew Bascom, and we've helped you lose money for 134 episodes on this sports gambling podcast, where we lose as many bets as possible in about 20-ish minutes. On this episode, we'll be discussing our favorite ways to lose money on UFC 278 and with Yusik Joshua. These are some big boys slapping meat this week on losing money. So strap in because we'll be discussing 278 with our MMA correspondent, The Gambler. And of course, a recap and record check at the end of the show. And boy, I am so excited for this record check. Let me tell you. Yes, it's because we won money and I can't wait to brag about it. But eight bets this week. Let's go to UFC 278 bets with The Gambler for bet number one. UFC 278. Coming up next to talk about UFC 278 is our MMA correspondent, The Gambler. Gambler, how you doing? Doing great. Excited to be here. Um, You know, anytime you've got one of the pound-for-pound best fighters on the card, it's exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although, to me, it's a kind of a token UFC move where they give you uh, just a a pinnacle or a marquee main event with nothing else. So No, honestly, there's very, very light. So we're going to be talking about the three fights that have actually, to be honest, any consequence uh, right now, you were talking about earlier that like, we we're talking about how putrid the undercard was and you were saying how the guys don't even have Wikipedia pages. Yeah, I mean, when you're, when you're talking about, you know, the premier promotion and, and you have fighters like exactly that, that don't even make wiki, that's when you know they're, they're scraping the bottom. I mean, these are borderline guys that they got off of like, you know, underground fighting rings and, and yeah. threw them on their car just to fill it because they were unwilling to bring in legitimate fighters to, to, to deliver like a deep stat card. Why well, it's, it's, it's honestly someone's cousin or something like that. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about really the three of consequence here, and those would be the top three fights on the card. We have Marab Dashvili at minus 130 versus Jose Aldo at plus 115. This is a very interesting fight. Jose Aldo has been you know, after that gruesome beating he took from Peter Yan at UFC 251, he's 35, but he's enjoyed a career resurgence, battling off three decisive victories against like top contenders, Font, Munez, and Vera. What are you thinking? How are you seeing this fight going? I mean, this is a tough one because you, you really want to, you know, bet a little bit with your heart, which you should never mm-hmm. do. I mean, a lot of people are saying that, you know, this is a, a now a resurgence of the King of Rio. Um, you know, they think he's finally found his footing at bantamweight. He's like you said, he's wrapped off three in a row. He dropped his first two, albeit to, you know, two tough guys in Marlon Morales. And yeah, that Peter Yan beating, that was nasty stuff, but, um, you know, he's looked good. He's looked crisp. He, he certainly isn't the, 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 um, you know, the finisher, the murderer that he used to be and Jose Aldo. Uh, but he's certainly looked pretty, pretty crisp. Um, that being said, uh, no, I, I do not think that this is a, a Cinderella title run for Jose Aldo. I think this is a bad matchup for him in Murab yeah. Devashvili. And uh, I'm actually going uh, with Devashvili on this. I mean, he's, he's wrapped yeah. off seven in a row. Um, he's uh, a very consistent grappler. He averages 7.3 takedowns per 50 minutes. His accuracy is increased about 40%. Um, yeah. but he, he is a consistent grappler. He consistently gets guys down and he, and he really, uh, keeps them on the ground when he gets there. So yeah. to me, it's, yeah. it's the younger, you know, grappler versus kind of the old, the old dog, the old striker. And I just, I don't like the matchup for Alden. No, I would, I would agree with you. Tavishvili has landed uh, a 50 career takedowns, which is a UFC bantamweight record. And you know, like he's just going to come out and like drown Aldo. Like 
even though Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo has defended takedowns at 90% clip in his career, this is just, it depends on how he's going to dictate pace. And I think Murab Dishvili will try and stand with him and just go get annoyed and then try and take him down. And that's why, even though at minus 130, I do like Dushvili, but I really like the Dushvili versus uh, via decision at plus 150. I think that is the one I'd be looking at because I could see this going three rounds being very three very tough rounds, but those decisive takedowns and, cl- and you know, clinching and stuff being the, being the decision maker. And that's why, that's why I'd go with Marab there. I'm right there with you. I'm on the money line. I'm on the Dushvili by decision. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, you know, you look at Aldo's uh, octagon mileage, right? I mean, the guy's got something like 18 fights in the WEC and UFC combined. You know, he's got 38 career fights versus 18 for uh, Marab. And you combine that with, again, the matchup. I I just can't get over that. So uh, I'm with you there on the money line and decision on on Marab. Okay, so we're right there on the same ones. Well, let's go to the second fight. And I can't stress this enough, against two really stupid people. We got Paulo Costa, minus 360, versus Luke Rockhold at plus 300. These two fucking dummies. Rockhold last fought in the UFC in 2017, where he got knocked out three times in his last four fights. Awesome. But let's see if anyone pulls some goddamn shenanigans, because these dummies are likely to come in overweight. Let's just not, both of them, you know? Let's not forget Costa blaming the wine on, wine on the Izzy loss, and then the Vittori fight, not being able to make weight, and then not even being able to make catch weight. They had to move the fight to light heavyweight, and he still lost. So uh, Rockhold not being, in the, not being in the game for five years and being bad before he left. And Costa, with everything he's going on, where, how in the world are you going to make heads and tails of this fight? Well, I'm, I'm actually more excited to, to do prop bets on this fight. As you said, one of who will not make weight, because <laughs> I think that's a legitimate bet. And the I other one of like- who will Dana White cut first? Because, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, I can't think of two fighters that are probably more hated by their promotion. I mean, you've got yes. Rockhold, yeah. you know, openly lobbying for unionization, which, you know, I'm not trying to discredit that. I'm just saying no, we all no. know how Dana White feels about unionization. Uh, talking about how horrible the pay is, talking about how the UFC leverages its fighters into, you know, strong arms, strong arms them into, into bad uh, decisions. And then you've got Paula Costa posting pictures on Instagram of Dana White hugging, hugging um, a young uh, Rose Namajunas. I mean, yes. these guys are doing clearly everything in their power to get cut by this promotion. So, um, you know, with that being said, I-, I had a really tough time with this because, I mean, both guys have been on such bad runs. The fact that combined, combined, they haven't put a win together. They haven't put a, a win out since 2019. Yeah. And that was uh, Paulo Costa when he beat Yoel Romero for a fight yeah. of the night bonus, by the way. And then, yeah, yeah, as you said, I mean, my God, Luke Rockhold hasn't won since 2017. 2017, yes. that was his last win. That's insane for a former yes. champion. I mean, I can't think of, of, a cha- of a former champion who has gone on a worse streak than maybe Tyron Woodley. And that's saying something. Yes. If there was a kid born on the day of Luke Rockhold's last fight, that kid would be old enough to walk up to Luke Rockhold and say, hey, you suck. Like, there, there is such a big difference in time from 2017 to 2022. It's insane. You know, let's not forget, the last time we saw Rockhold, too, he was on the receiving end of just a, like, vicious stoppage by Jan Blachowicz. Like, just in shambles, right? And it then was... over the next several fights, oh, what? They're bad, it, right? It, it just, it, it, that's when we really saw the 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 legendary polish power on full display oh, i mean that was vicious oh it was great and then over the next several fights 
His chin looked like absolute complete glass. So I, this just, and the odds just absolutely bear this out too. Like Polo Costa might be a big, dumb, fat idiot, but he can knock people out. Luke Rockhold loves getting knocked out. Now, this is a perfect puzzle piece match if I've ever seen one. I'm absolutely taking Paulo Costa. And there's, there's no money in the line. I'm not going to touch that. Minus 360, whatever. I'm going to take Costa via KO, TKO at minus 145. And to be honest, that's the only one that I can really think of for this one. I, 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 I hate to say this because I have a strict policy on not betting on fighters that have been teabagged in the octagon. But <laughs> I, I think that I just can't rationalize betting on Rockhold because aside from maybe having an advantage in the grappling, I think Costa can end this fight with either hand and with, with Luke Rockhold being almost 38 with him coming off of brutal knockouts and having looked abysmal in his last few fights. uh, I'm forced to break that, that, uh, that creed that I have. So uh, give me the guy that's been teabagged. Give me Costa. Uh, (laughs) I like Costa inside the distance at minus 160. Ah, that's pretty and I like that too. As a sprinkle, I'm going to throw out under one and a half rounds at plus 105. Oh, plus, sorry, 105? Under oh. one and a half rounds at plus 105. You're getting positive odds. I like on. that. Okay, I like that. That's good. They're, between these two guys, trust me, the shape that these guys are in, I don't think either of them want to see the third round. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Okay. So that, enough of that. I don't want to talk about those two anymore. Let's talk about actually a good fight. Let's talk about two very talented fighters. Let's talk about the champion, Kamaru Usman, the champion of the welterweight division, at a current minus 360 against Leon Edwards at plus 300. Leon Edwards, you know, maybe not a household name, but on nine straight victories and really is incredibly deserving of this title no matter how this fight goes. Excuse me, this title fight no matter how this fight goes. I, I, I'm very curious about this fight. Gambler, how do you see it going? I mean, anytime Kamaru Usman fights, it's exciting. I, I can't say that Leon Edwards is the most exhilarating opponent. I mean, it's much easier to get excited for, you know, when Usman fights Covington or when he fights Mosdal, especially because Covington just brings out the worst in everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's still an Usman fight. He's, yeah. the, he's the proverbial pound-for-pound uh, pound king ever since the demise yeah. of John Jones. And if nothing else... This fight is exciting because he is going to tie or attempting to tie Anderson Silva's magnificent record of 16 straight wins in the UFC. He's the only fighter that's done it. So if, if nothing else, we can all cheer for that. Wow. That's amazing. Um, I'm, I'm all over Usman. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I honestly, uh, I, I went back and I watched uh, their first fight going all the way back to 2015. Wow. Um, and there were, there were two takeaways. Uh, one, uh, Usman beat him handedly, unsurprising. And wow, how much has Usman evolved as a fighter? Mm-hmm. And to me, I saw very little uh, from Leon Edwards compared to what he's done recently. Leon Edwards looks very mm-hmm. much like the same, you know, very crisp striker that he's always been. Uh, whereas Usman has become this, you know, borderline omnipotent fighter that doesn't seem to have any weaknesses. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. You know, not to mention the 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 track record that Usman has compiled. I mean, it's a who's who of the welterweight division. He's taking yep. a victory lap. He's basically pulling the GSP. He's cleaning it out twice. I mm-hmm. think he's knocking on George's door uh, oh, yeah. to be the gre- greatest welterweight of all time. So to me, it boils down to, you know, you've got a pound for pound great versus a guy that's really, really good at striking. 
And I just see Usman dominating this fight uh, all around. And as you, as you noted, you're not going to get value on the money line. It's, it's sitting at about minus 360, minus yeah, 400. No so I'm going to look at Usman by decision, minus yeah. 110. And I'm also looking at over four and a half rounds at minus 160. Not great uh, okay. odds, but something to hedge your bet with if you're looking at it. I'm going to throw that out there as a potential sprinkle. Um, but for me, the, the unit bets are uh, on the Usman by decision. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's hard to get away from this one. Since Usman won the belt in 2019, four of his five fights have gone over two and a half rounds. Usman possesses, you know, incredible knockout power, right? And that's why this belt versus Edwards, who's a notorious, like, decision fight, uh, fighter, is favored to go the distance at minus 155. And guess what? That's what I'm going to do as well. This fight is going to go the distance. I'm going to take going the distance at minus 155 in general. But, like, the other one, too, is Leon Edwards. This is 14 months layoff between fights. He's only fought five rounds since 2019 in general. Which, by the way, second round eye poke, non-contest to uh, Bilal Muhammad. What a great fight that was. And that very weird decision victory against Diaz, who, if you remember, Leon Edwards is absolutely destroying Diaz for four and a half rounds. He's like, he's actually foot off the pedal, like waiting to go like, well, this fight's over. So that's okay. And then Diaz rocks him and nearly finishes him right at the end of the fight. Actually, shouldn't say that. Doesn't almost finish him. Diaz could have finished him and for some reason kind of backed off. And I don't really understand that. But it was a really, really weird fight. And so those are the two times we've seen him since 2019. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Um, you know, Edwards only finished six of 18 opponents. He is a decision guy. That's why I love Usman going to decision because we're not afraid of Edwards stopping this fight too dramatically. Also, you know, if Usman gets in trouble at all, he's going to take him down, which Leon Edwards is a decent wrestler. He only stuffed 70% of his takedown attempts, but it's just, it's going to, Usman's like one of the best ever at takedowns. So I like Usman via decision as well, minus 110, and the fight to go to decision at minus 155. Those are the bets I'm making for the main event. I, I think it, it it's going to come down to the fact, or, or I, sorry, I think what's really going to be showcased in this fight is really how there are levels in this game. And I think Leon Edwards is a guy yeah, that will yeah. climb the division. By the way, Leon Edwards has not beaten a top five opponent since he's been in the UFC. So oh, wow. Leon Edwards is, to me, the classic case of you're getting a title shot by elimination because everyone else has been beat twice, so they can't yeah. put them up for a third time. So. I think Leon Edwards is, is, a, is, a, is a very decent fighter. He hasn't lost since 2015. He'll always be near the top of the, of the weight class. But I think there's such a gap between Usman and everybody else. And actually, I'll say there's three tiers. I think there's Usman. Then I think there's a gap between Usman and Covington. And, and Dana White says it right. If, if Usman wasn't in the UFC or if Usman didn't fight at, at 170, Colby Covington would be the champion of that division as much as that yeah. pains me to say, cause Colby Covington is such a douchebag, but <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. Colby Covington is also has a huge gap on the rest of the herd. So to me, you're talking about two tiers between Usman and Edwards. No, I, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. And I, it kills me. I don't like Covington either, but he has been the best contest for Usman so far. And so, you know, there is really something to be said for that. You know what? It, I, I don't make anything you know, like before I let you go here, but I don't I don't make anything of this thing where Kumar Usman's going to jump all the way to light heavyweight. I don't know. They've been talking about it all week. And it's just it's an insane thing to say, because if you look at Usman, it's not like there's a pound on him. It's not like one of these like Paulo Costa situations where he comes in at 240 and then he has to cut down to one, you know, whatever, 185 or something like that. It's one of those. It's one of those ones where it would make no sense career wise. And I just I don't want to talk about it. So I'm glad uh, we are not. 
I, I, I think that that's a lot of talk. I think that yeah. Kamaru Usman has to, you know, entice the fight fans with something because if he gets through Edwards, what are we there's doing? no, there's no fight left that is exciting yeah. for him. I don't, I don't care, you know, to see any more fights with Masvidal, with Covington, no. Gilbert Burns, maybe, no. but you know, yeah. he, he destroyed yeah. Gilbert Burns. Like there's nobody left in the division. So, and he's not going to go up and fight Izzy. I mean, they're, they're, nope. they're, they're pals. That's why so he's think, just skipping that division. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think it, it would sense. be a terrible idea for him because 205, I mean, you know, he's, don't get me wrong, Usman's a big 170. I, I don't know how Usman makes oh, yeah. 170. I mean, it's, it's insane. But you're talking mm-hmm. about guys at 205 that walk around at like, you know, the small guys walk around at 225. The big guys mm-hmm. walk around at like 235, 240. Uh, yeah, when they're yeah. when they're not in fight shape, so you got to be careful with jumping up two weight classes. Two weight classes, yeah. What a what a bold move that would be. All right, so those are your picks. We'll do a recap at the end of the show, but just before I let you go, we're going to talk about boxing in the next segment between Joshua and Yusek. Uh, do you have any uh, Do you have any leanings on that one before I let you go? I I saw uh, I think uh, a press uh, uh, a photo from a recent press conference from this sure. week, and sure. just strictly based on. Usek's appearance. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, you know, a, a, a very, uh, you know, angry and rugged uh, Slavic, or ru- I don't know if he's Russian, but certainly yeah, Slavic yeah. fighter versus yeah. to me, what is an overrated, crisp, clean British boxer. Give me the Slavic fighter nine <laughs> times out of 10. Strictly, I'm trying to, strictly based on appearance. Yeah I, haven't, yeah, yeah. I haven't looked at that fight at all. Give me Usek based on uh, his grit. <sighs> Hard to argue. you <laughs> okay. Well, I'll make my pick after the break. But the gambler, thank you so much for coming on. We hope you have fun losing money this weekend. No, it's it's uh, it's great to be back. And uh, if nothing else, let's hope for a good main event. And now, word from our sponsor and an app I use all the time, Betstamp. Here at Losing Money, we're always talking about the importance of line shopping. You have to make sure you're getting the best number possible in placing a bet. Why would you place it at minus three hundred when you can get minus two hundred? That's more money. Come on. I'm not a mathematician. I can figure that one out. Also, through the app, when you're looking at all the numbers, you can just click on that book that's giving you the best number and you'll be sent there right to place a wager. Having a bet you want to move off over, trying to acquire a pick at a number you missed out on, you can buy and sell picks with full transparency. Plus, they don't take a cut. It's completely free and safe. Also, we post all of our picks at Losing Money WAB every day on Twitter and Instagram. But if you want to track how we're doing and heads up, we're losing, you could do that through the app as well. Plus other famous bettors that post their picks publicly so you can call them on their bullshit just in case. You could download the BetStamp app today. Bet number two. Okay, bet number two. We're going to be talking about boxing. This is the third week in a row we're going to be talking about boxing. Wow, boxing. You're having a moment here on losing money. Congratulations. Because we've lost money in the last couple weeks on you and we're going to continue to lose money this week with Anthony Joshua at plus 175 versus Alexander Usyk. At minus 210, they'll be fighting for the WBA, IBF, WIB, WBO, and IBO heavyweight belts. And honestly, who cares? And do you know how I know you don't care? It's because I made up one of those acronyms and you didn't even notice. Who cares about boxing belts? Honest to God, they look pretty and they mean nothing. Anthony Joshua was absolutely the darling of the sports books during a 22-0 and start to his career. He supported the average odds of minus 2,175 during a seven-fight run. This started with a 2016 second round KO over Charles Martin that earned him the IBF heavyweight crown. 
That one's real, I promise. However, losses in two of the four last outings have really taken the shine off. Let's not forget, he was a minus 2,500, minus 2,500 favorite in his stunning seventh round TKO loss to Andy Ruiz Jr. in 2019. Joshua sported a diminished minus 250 in his odds in the successful rematch against Ruiz and now finds himself as a betting underdog for the first time in his career. That's crazy. Usyk, on the other hand, looks incredible. The gambler wasn't kidding you. He looks unbelievable. And he's reportedly been training with Martin Bacol. In addition to the same height as, as Joshua, Bacol likely provides Usyk with plenty of insight into his former champion, who whom he used to train with extensively. I like that for Usyk. That is good. While being forced to reclaim the heavyweight crown in a rematch is nothing new for Joshua, he is unlikely to face a road this time around as easy. Joshua dominated while taking back all the titles against his second date with Ruiz. However, Ruiz was brutally honest about that. His failure to prepare for the rematch properly, he entered that, he entered that fight 15 pounds heavier than their first meeting, in which, like, he was not in great shape for. But no such letdown. I don't think we're going to be seeing the same thing from Usyk that we did from Ruiz. I don't think we're going to be like, oh, Usyk, well, look terrible. He barely trained. Except for he is currently one of the back boxing's pound-for-pound rankings, one of the top, and he's coming off of a tour of duty defending his homeland as a member of UK, Ukraine's territorial defense forces. Good God. Like, how, do I need any more to tell you that we're going to be betting on Usyk here? I have never been a fan of Joshua. I've always thought he's been incredibly soft. He's just, he's worked on technique, and technique is fine. His technique's really good. He doesn't fight like a heavyweight. But that is also one of the negative things. I just don't think he has that dog in him. And I know that is so stupid. We should be betting on numbers. We should not be betting on heart. But there is a little bit of that where you watch Joshua go and you go, he's one of the best? Really? Interesting. I'm less concerned with whether Yusuke can defend the titles, and I'm more with how many rounds it will take to end Joshua's night. I'm taking Usyk minus 210, and I'm taking the under 10.5 rounds at plus 100. I don't like Anthony Joshua. It's not going to start in this fight. We're going to be taking Usyk. That's a lot of picks. Let's go to a recap. Recap. Okay, that's a lot of picks today. Let's tell you all the bets that we are making. The gambler, he's going to take Usman via decision at minus 110 and the over four and a half rounds at minus 160 for that fight. He's going to be taking Costa inside the decision at minus 160 and the under one and a half rounds at plus 105. He's also going to be taking Marab Deshvili at minus 130 and also via decision at plus 150. Mine are very similar, which by the way, be scared. That's not good. That's not good for either of us. That's not good for you at home. I'm taking Usman via decision as well, minus 110. The fight to go decision at minus 155. I'm going to take Costa via KO, TKO at minus 145. Dashvili uh, via decision at plus 150. And I'm also going to be taking a Dashvili Usman Moneyline Parlay at plus 125. I like that one a lot. I didn't get to mention it during the episode there a little bit. I didn't get to mention it during the segment a little bit. But plus 125 on two big favorites. Love it. Let's do it. And then for the boxing, I'm going to be taking Usyk at minus 210 and the under 10 and a half rounds at plus 100. Got it? Good. Record check. Okay, last week we had Lopez money line minus 800. He won. That's great, but minus 800, not much money. Not much money coming back in. Lopez to win in round five at plus 600. That was a loss. <sighs> the second week in a row, we are so close because he won in round seven. I am so close, and that's why I'm staying away from the round specific bets this week and just taking Usyk and the 10 and a half rounds. See, that's, that's, that's me learning. That's progress. That is good. Uh, we also took Dominic Cruz at plus 210. That was a loss. And via decision, well, he lost, so it doesn't really matter. It was a great fight by Vera, but it was very frustrating because the Cruz was winning on the cards. We thought he'd win via decision. He always wins via decision. So the thinking on an underdog bet was correct. But it was correct until Vera kicked him square in the face. And he had, he had the right strategy right until that face kicking. 
And also very embarrassing because clearly, if you look at the photos, Vera put his toe in Cruz's mouth, which is disgusting and real just rubbing salt in the wound. No one wants to lose and no one wants other people's toes in their mouth when it's not consensual. Now, over to Losing Money WAB. That's our free daily picks on Twitter and Instagram. We went nine and five. But honest to God, who the hell cares about the record? Because we won with our second golfer in as many weeks. Two golfers in a row. Two golfers in a row. Willie Z wins his first tournament at plus 2,500. So we are up this week 26 units. Ooh, baby. It's a lot better than coming back and going like, we are down 0.5 units. We're up 0.75 units. No, we are up 26 units. Shove it. That is awesome. Good for us. All right. That being said, I cannot wait to lose money on UFC 278 and Joshua Usyk. Subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Baskin wherever you enjoy podcasts. And please just give a subscribe and a like to add Losing Money WAB, where we win money on Willie Z on either Twitter or your Instagram, where you decide to waste your time. Also, download the BetStamp app and tell them Losing Money with Andrew Baskin sent you so you can help support the podcast. We'll be back on Monday next week to lose money on the AFC and NFC North win total preview with the Pans Ready Prince. That's the last divisional one that we're going to be doing. And then we're all going to be talking about awards and champions and player props and all that. That's the last divisional one. But go back if you want to listen to the other ones, AFC South, East, you know the directions. You could go back and listen to that for all of our previews with the Pans Ready Prince. But until then, have fun losing money and we'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all say. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!